This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe with you, joined by Cam Rogers of the Believe Podcast Network. He is the host of Lock It In with Cam Rogers. And the reason we have Cam on, not only to talk about golf, fall golf, betting, we're part of the Believe Podcast Network too now, Nick. Very exciting times for at the turn. We're making we're making moves, we're moving on up. Joe, I commend your hard work in in uh, getting at the turn. Really, where we are today. Oh, well, I appreciate that. So excited to be part of the Believe Podcast Network. Cam, thank you for being here, dude. What's up, guys? Great to be with you, and so great to have you on the network. Just some background on me: I was employee number one, so it was me and Braun four years ago saying, "Let's do this," and we have grown it beautifully we have such a great team we have great hosts like you guys so it's just been a crazy four years and the up and up continues that's awesome so i listened to one of your episodes cam and Mm -hmm. uh you're a betting dude you like to play the ponies i do i do and you know what i've relished in it really within the last couple of years guys especially during the pandemic remember when the pga tour was like the only thing around and so it really brought in a lot of interest in terms of golf betting and all of that. And you started to see more states open up legalized sports betting and all that good stuff. Massachusetts just recently legalized it from a mobile standpoint. So you're seeing a lot of momentum in that space and less so of like season long fantasy and those sorts of things. You're seeing daily fantasy grow and certainly sports betting. And so I've sort of latched on to that you know, and factored it into my predictions and all the content that I'm doing. And you're just seeing a lot of energy around it. It's a lot of fun. Okay, Nick, I got a, we got an expert on, I got to talk to him about golf (laughs) game. Joe's like, we're not, we're not here to talk about what's on the agenda. Joe's like, I need some tips. I need some, some hot Let's win some money. Let's cash. Who should I fade? Yeah. Okay. Go, go for it, Joe. Okay. So I want to speak in generalities. Mm -hmm. Okay. What types of bets do you like in particular do you like first round leaders 
Do you like mm-hmm. outright? Do you like tournament matchups, top tens? Where do you narrow your focus? Yeah, so I would rather just light my money on fire than do the first round leader thing. I mean, it's an absolute dart throw. You get those inflated numbers, it's tempting to bet on, right? But it's so hard to get. And then, you know, I think about it from a beginner standpoint, number one. If you're just starting out in golf betting, I think starting out with matchup plays is the best way to go about it. Because it's basically like, in a way, betting on a game, right? An NFL game or an NBA game, you get that 50-50 proposition in theory. Uh, sometimes you can find some good value with the plus money. Sometimes you want to lay the juice because you just think one side is very, very lopsided. So I think matchups is a good way to go, especially when you're starting out. As you kind of get into the groove and what have you, I love finishing positions. So top 10s and top 20s and top 30s, especially now, guys. And by that, I mean it's the fall season. These sports books don't know who a lot of these Corn Ferry Tour graduates are, right? So you can find some serious value in your research because the books are paying attention to the NFL right now. So this is like the peak of golf betting, ironically, in my opinion, as opposed to major championship time when everybody's paying attention to the majors. Outrights, you know, I think those are fun to sort of play with here and there, but those are hard to nail too, right? I mean, it's one in 156% chance, whatever that percentage is. So, um, you know, you really got to do your research on that one. I would not go and, you know, empty your bankroll for outrights, but it's always fun to sort of bet on here and there. But I love finishing positions, and I think matchup plays are great too. Some props here and there, maybe nationality bets and all that good stuff. You can narrow down the field a little bit when you do that. So that's sort of the logic that I have. But right now is the time to get into golf betting, I'm telling you. I love it. We're going to have to have you back on around Masters time because I, <laughs> yes. I like to get a little froggy with my bets in the Masters. The, you mentioned the nationality one. The top senior bet at the Masters is my absolute favorite. I love <laughs> I, I love sweating out like VJ Singh trying to make the cut on a Friday at like 6 p.m., that's the good stuff right there. Bernhard Langer, lock it in every year. Let's be real. <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay. Long shots versus favorites. And I'm talking about picking winners. I love the long shot because you look at someone like a couple weeks ago, Keegan Bradley won the Zozo. I know he wasn't towards the top. Ricky almost got it done. His numbers are never going to be good because he's such a big name. But you can get guys at 100 to 150 to 1. Like, there's a lot of value out there for winners. You said it's tough, but small risk, high return. That's where I'm looking, the long shots. Am I crazy? No, you're not. And I think it's worth a sprinkle here and there when you can find those edges, if you will, in your research. I mean, look at the winners so far this year. Max Homa, he was a chalky winner at the Fortinet Championship. Mackenzie Hughes, though, I probably would bet that he was over 100 to 1 to win the Sanderson Farms Championship. Tom Kim was one of the uh, favorites, but I think he was on that mid-tier. And Keegan Bradley, I mean, he was on some sort of drought winning on the PGA tour. So he wasn't really on my radar for an outright bet. So yeah, you absolutely can find some value in that market. Golf is a random and volatile game guys. I mean, you can miss five straight cuts and then win the next week when you're somebody like a Brooks Kepka, who of course is no longer on the PGA tour, but the point remains the same that there's just this element of unpredictability. Yeah, you can certainly find some value in the 40s, the 50s, and to your point, even the 100s. We're going to have plenty of 101 winners this year just because the talent pool this day and age of the PGA Tour is so deep. I mean, this graduating class here with Montgomery and uh, Buckley down the line from there, um, these guys are so good. And so I think it's going to be a really interesting golf betting season to come. All right. Nick is glazed over, so we better move on to the reason we're here. Uh, Cam, we invited you here to talk about fall golf. 
why it's the best season and the worst season. Nick, how do you want to do this? Because we have five of each, all three of us. You tell me how to do this. All right. We're going to start with the worst because we need to vent. We need to get all the bad shit off our chest and just just let it out there. And then then we can rally at the troops and get back and talk about how great fall golf is. Because there are there are some really low lows. Fall is like golf epitomized. Like the highs of fall golf are so great, but like the lows are so low. You just ask why you're even doing it in the first place. So <laughs> let's start with the lows, get those out of the way, and then we'll uh then we'll rally it at the end. Okay. What's what's the batting order here? I think we should let, let Cam start. We don't want to steal any of Cam's thunder, so, so we'll, let, we'll, let, we'll let Cam lead it. off. I have a feeling we're going to be repeating ourselves a little bit just because there are some common themes out there. Oh, yeah. uh, let me just say that I played varsity golf in high school, and our season was in the fall. So we mm. played in September and October, and that was in New Hampshire. So I kind of wrote this list out from the perspective of a New England golfer, Northeast golfer, right? Love so it. starting that off, Number one, unpredictable and cold weather. I mean, I feel like we're all going to have that one. That's just the nature of the fall season. Uh, You get these cold mornings, and sometimes it doesn't warm up at all. We actually played, some buddies of mine and I have this yearly competition called The Match, kind of like with Phil and Tiger and all that, but it's with my high school buddies. We played Thanksgiving weekend last year. It was like 30 degrees, and there was snow on the ground. We still battled through it, though, because that's what the great ones do. So, yeah. I'm going to start with weather. Obviously, that's one that's, you know, going to be top of mind for everybody, I think, listening here. Sometimes tough to find your ball in the leaves. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when you're just off the fairway and you're a tree line situation and the leaves are falling down, it's just hard to find it and dig through. Uh, and sometimes you incidentally end up hitting the ball when you're like sweeping for it. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. a nuanced thing that I just remember playing in the fall uh, in high school and all that. And I still do today, but not as often, obviously, now that uh, we're, we're all in the real world, right? Um, so leaves getting in the way. I, I don't know. Apparently. I wouldn't speak for Joe on that one. It sounds like Joe's still in, uh, in La La Land. I I really am. I, I told Nick, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to say it on the pod, Nick. Uh, I played at a country club yesterday, and I, 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 I ranted about bowling and how much I hate it. And uh, uh, Cam, we... We closed down a bowling alley last night and uh, tied it tied it on pretty good. So I am I'm definitely still in La La Land right now today. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm a gamer. I'm fighting through it. Wow, I love to hear it. Um, all right, factoring in that cold temperature situation, guys, ball doesn't travel as far, mm. so that can mess with your yardages good a one. little bit. You know, when you're hitting the ball in the humidity, obviously the ball is going to carry, right? How does that? become different in the fall well the ball travels less you got to adjust your yardages and all this good stuff so it is a little bit of a nuanced thing for the experienced golfer to deal deal with uh less daylight so i talked about my high school days the season i think literally ended mid-october because we ran out of daylight after school so um yeah less daylight that means you know more condensed time to actually finish around and you don't want to go too early early in the day right because then you know, you don't have the opportunity to actually be in warm-ish weather. So you sort of have to thread that needle of playing starting at 11 a.m., something along those lines. So less daylight. And then this one is like just classic me because I'm thinking about staying fit all the time. But you burn less calories, I feel like, playing in these fall months as compared really? to the summer months when you're sweating less. Like that's just my okay. assumption. So I had never thought about 
I do like to think about golf as fitness because if, if golf isn't fitness, then I just have no fitness in my life at all. I had never thought about the fact that I'm sweating so much less. I could be burning less calories. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's possible. Yeah. No, it makes, makes perfect sense. At least it feels that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and rattle off some of my worst. Uh, we agree on a lot of those weather. I mean, it's just golf is a summer game. And of course you want to extend that season, but the weather starts to turn and day by day, it's a little bit worse and a little bit worse. Yep. Um, the next thing for me that kind of ties into that frost delays, like you start showing up to the mm. course in the fall and there's an hour frost delay. Even if you have like a 10 o'clock tea time, everything is pushed back. Now they're running into your tea time. And now like when the course should have been thinned out because of the Sunday and there's a Patriots game on, it's still gym because nobody teed off before 9 a.m. That always sucks. Yep. Um, the next one for me that you didn't have on your list, and I don't think Joe will have this on his list either because he's actually an accomplished golfer. Try Trying to accomplish your entire year's worth of goals in every single round you play because you're afraid it could be your last round. And if you don't <laughs> like, if you don't like shoot your lowest score ever and like get your, you bring your handicap down to the lowest it's ever been, like in this round, like you could be regretting it for the entire off season, which just sucks. Pressure's on, man. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like unnecessary pressure and you always end up playing like six more rounds anyways. So it's like, damn, why did I just like play my game? Um, less daylight. This is kind of like, like you said, but also like frost delays. I like to tee off first thing in the morning, get my round done, get home, get on with my day. Well, I can't tee off at 545 anymore because it's not light until like 7 a.m. And again, now there's like 15 groups waiting to tee off at 7 a.m. because it's the most popular tee time. So everything mm-hmm. gets pushed back. On the other end of that, those twilight rounds after work, grab a six pack of Bud Lights and get out there at 545 and still play 18 holes. That's not happening in September, nope. October, November, like June. Hell yeah. So that sucks. Um, the last one, it's the obvious one. It's the leaves. Like nothing sucks more than hitting that one good shot just on the right side of the fairway. And it's in a huge pile of leaves. You never see it again. Or like you said, you you kick it while you're trying to find it or stomp it into the ground. It just sucks. So all those things about fall golf, I think we agree on almost all of them. Um, they make it a drag. So my five reasons why autumn is the worst golf season. First of all, Nick, I completely agree with you. It's the last chance to lower your handicap. Get that last round in. Whatever the, whatever the season-long goal is, the pressure is on, and you got to take care of it in the fall because the winter is coming. Foliage. Leaves. They suck. We hate them. No one likes them. Leaves are terrible. Get them off the golf course. You don't see any in Augusta. Let's take care of that everywhere else. Very, very dry. True. The ball, the ball rolls forever. So that water hazard that I can never reach during the summer, I'm getting there in the fall. That bunker, my ball's going to find it in the fall. It's very annoying, Nick. We're hitting the ball way too far in the autumn. Roll it back, baby. <laughs> Roll it back. Nick, Nick thinks the ball goes too far. Uh, aeration, we got to do it. We got to do it, but it sucks. I absolutely hate it. I have enough trouble with two and a half footers in pristine conditions. When there's sand, little bumps, makes it harder. Aeration, necessary evil, but it sucks. And it's football season right? This is the last one. It's football season, Saturday, Sunday. I'm out there. 
I want to watch the Packers suck. I want to I want I want to watch the Giants be five and one. I can't do it. I'm following it on my phone like a Jamook because I'm out there in the autumn playing golf. The worst season, guys. This is this is this is, this is the worst season. It's, it's tough. Yeah, that that's that's tough being out there playing golf when there's when there's football being played. Man, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I basically cancel out Sundays in the fall, guys. I don't even golf then just because I got to lock in for football. So it's Saturdays only, weekdays only. Lock it in with Cam Rogers. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Here are the five reasons why fall is the best season. Well, Nick, it's the last chance to lower the handicap. The pressure's on. Let's rise to the pressure. Now you're let's, talking. Let's accomplish our goals. goals. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What is more beautiful than the leaves turning on some gorgeous trees out there in Rhode Island, Maryland, New Hampshire? Mm. 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 Pristine. You can, you can smell the pumpkin spice latte. Just, <laughs> just, just thinking about it. Uh, it's dry. We're hitting the ball a mile. Hello. That's a great thing. Mm. We're bombing it. It went in the water hazard. Who cares? It's because I'm hitting it so far. That's why it went in the water. I love that. It's fantastic. It's always a good feeling taking a drop when you know you just bombed one like 300 yards and you, you reached that unreachable hazard. Like that's the best drop to take in golf. That's the best penalty stroke you can put on your card. Facts right there. Yeah. You can still make par. Get that U.S. Open par exactly. going. Yes. Aeration. We got to do it. What a service those greenskeepers and grounds crew are doing for us by aerating those greens. They're keeping them healthy. They're keeping them in good shape. We got to do it. Quit complaining about it, folks. Call ahead. Definitely call ahead. Make sure that the greens are in good shape. Okay. But we have to do it. We got to punch those greens. We're trying to keep them healthy, trying to keep them alive. We're taking care of the ground and it's football season. So you know what that means? Well, we got one less golfer out there. Cam's on the couch. The course is open. It's 10 a.m. I got this beautiful course to myself. Are you kidding me? Beautiful. So, yes. I'm surprised. I'm surprised football is on your list of best, Joe. You haven't enjoyed a Sunday on the golf course in the fall until you've come to New England. Is that right? Dude, especially, I mean, like, now that Brady's gone, okay, it's not, it's not quite so relaxed. But it used to be Sunday, 1.30 not a soul on the golf course, 55 degrees, the sun is shining, the leaves are everywhere, out at Hemlock Ridge, and you're the only one, you got the course to yourself because the, the Patriots are playing the Dolphins and everybody's at home eating buffalo chicken dip. Cam, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put Nick on the spot. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right, Nick. What position does Bailey Zappi play? <laughs> that sounds like a punter to me. That is the quarterback of the Patriots right now. No, that's that's not Joe. That <laughs> is incorrect. That is that is incorrect. <laughs> that is not the Patriots quarterback. Uh, I love it. All right, those are my five. Nick, what are your five best? Five best. Okay. I wanted to put one on here that, that nobody else would have. I, and I think I did it. The deals for next season that start in the fall at the golf courses are unbelievable. I played a course last week. And there was a sign-up now until Christmas of 2022. You can get a season pass for 2023, a seven-day membership for $449. Like, I did the math on that. If I play once a week from April through October, 
That's like twelve bucks a round for like what's a course that was perfectly fine. Wait a minute. What is what is a seven day membership? That doesn't sound like a good deal at all. No, seven days a week. Like oh, no okay. no restrictions. Any Got day it. of the week. There were certain tea time restrictions, like I don't know, it was like six AM to one PM seven days a week. I'm like, yeah, per, who plays golf after one PM anyways? Like <laughs> lunatics, maybe. Um like psychos. Psychos. Seriously. And I've seen ones at other courses where buy a 2023 membership, get the rest of the fall for free. Like if you if you take advantage of that late September, you're getting like six, eight weeks of free golf. There are always deals to be had starting in the fall. The number, my, my next reason, Joe, we, you kind of touched on this, the sense of urgency to play more golf. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. shit, dude, if I don't play this weekend, like it starts raining next week. I, I got a wedding the weekend after that. Like now it's, now it's Thanksgiving and I'm not playing again until like mid April. So you, you have this fire underneath you. You might sneak like six rounds in after October 1st. For me, that's a lot. I don't know what your guys' standards are. That's an, an insane amount of golf for me. Like, well, you never thought you could just because of the sense of urgency because every round could be your last round of the year. Oh, yeah. My next one, the course conditions and the foliage, they're always so good in the fall. By now, all the courses have already punched. Those greens have come back. They're they're rolling true. The foliage, it's so beautiful. The grass is green because we're getting rain, but not on the days I play golf. So it's just like pure. It's so good. Every course looks like Augusta out in New England right now. I absolutely love it. It's so good. Um, my next one, it's the fall. We've, we've, we've had a club in our hands every day since April, whether we're just putting at home in the basement, hitting chips in the backyard, playing some golf. We might have some form. It's October. Like we might have some ah. form. Like I, I might, I might hit this fifteen-yard pitch shot like with some confidence. I don't know, man. Like I, we might have some form. Fire right sixty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, on the front nine, and then let's see what we can yeah. do on the back. Yeah, I love it. Um, the best thing about golf in the fall, I think Cam can relate to this. Joe, I'm not sure if you can. It sounds like you probably can't. The days where the forecast sucks, like it's gonna be. High of 51, 100% chance of rain. You book your tea time. You go there anyways. You get 68 in sunny and the course is empty because nobody was going to brave that weather. But it's the fall. It's New England. The weather's unpredictable. You never know what you're going to get. Don't even bother looking at the forecast. Just pack all of your rain gear, all of your T-shirts, everything in between. Show up and play golf. And if the forecast was shitty, you're going to get the whole beautiful course to yourself. I love that. That that was actually the premise of an entire episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, where uh, Larry Larry thought the weatherman was making up the forecast so he could get the golf course for himself. Fantastic episode. <laughs> so good. It happens a lot in New England, too. It's a great yes. point. All right, Cam, what are your five reasons that autumn is the best golf season? All right, here we go, gents. So we're going to have to start off with the foliage and the beautiful views that New England has to offer. I'm talking about serious vibes on the golf course, guys. I call Mm. myself the CVO amongst my friends, Mm. Chief Vibes Officer, so I know what I'm talking about here. (laughs) I love it. And the foliage is pristine here in New England. It looks beautiful just outside my doorstep here in New Hampshire. So got to love it. Less crowded. Those Saturday morning tea times in the summer, those are guaranteed 
five and a half hour events. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the case here when we're talking about the fall, especially during football, right? In those mm -hmm. afternoons on Saturdays and Sundays where less people are out on the golf course. So that's always great. You can get a good round in and four hours, four and a half hours, something along those lines. Three, you're not dealing with the unbearable heat, okay? So I come from a family of moist men. I sweat all the time. You should see me in hot yoga, guys. It's like <laughs> Niagara Falls coming down. Uh, and so in the fall, you don't have to deal with the crazy humidity and all this sort of situations where you're you know, constantly toweling yourself off and no, not the case here in October, September, all that good stuff. So you're not dealing with the unbearable heat. To your point, Nick, cheaper rates. You can find some really good deals out there, especially, you know, as you get into the later months of late October, early November, you can really score some good deals out there on the golf course. So certainly recommend that when you're doing uh, your fall golf research. Look for those fall rates, if you will, those special deals. And then one, also one tip, not to interrupt, but just one tip, buyer beware. If the rate looks too big, too good to be true, Joe, what should you do? Just call ahead. Call ahead every single time. Just There's no aerated. reason not to. Just get it's, oh, it's a 30-second yeah. phone call. Did you punch? When did you punch? Thank you so much. I'll see you in two weeks. So simple. So simple. I never even thought to do that, Nick and Joe. Like, this is a good idea. Oh, that's why we're that's, here. That was that's the reason Joe started this podcast. <laughs> Aeration. <laughs> Call ahead. Okay. Nick, to your point, as you said earlier, course is usually in good shape. They're not baked out like you would see somewhat in the summer, especially down south, for instance. Uh, usually just running true when you're playing on these fall golf courses. So usually in pretty good shape there. And uh, yeah, that's my list. I love it. So let's real quick. What is your favorite golf season out of the four? For me, I'm a spring boy. Spring, spring, spring is my favorite season. And that's, that's the, the worst answer by well, far. The reason I'm giving that to go off of what Cam said earlier, I, I played high school golf and our season was the spring. So those are the conditions I'm most accustomed to. And that's why I like spring the most. Cam, what's yours? I'm going to go with summer, even though I just talked about how much I hate sweating. I just feel like there's more free time for me on the weekends in the summer uh, from a work perspective, you know, working in football and all this stuff. So I think the summer is the way to go. And then I combine golf and the beach a lot. So I vacation in like Plymouth, Massachusetts, where you have golf, you have mm -hmm. beaches. And so you can sort of do both. On the same weekend, I like that. Golf in the morning, hit the beach in the afternoon, drinks, all that good stuff. So I'm going summer. Yeah, that's because summer is the best golf season. <laughs> golf is an outdoor sport. Golf is a summer sport. You need those long days. You need those 5 a.m. tee times. You need to hit the last putt at 9.45 p.m. out there in Oregon and Moscow, Idaho, where it's light until 10 o'clock at night. Um, that's what it's all about sweating your balls off in the middle of the day at a 95 degree day in the middle of the summer on a golf court. That's, that's great too. Like that's what it's all about. Just bring the water. Out there. Yes, yeah. seriously. Get all the bad stuff out of your system, bring a bunch of water, hydrate, get that exercise in, burn those calories. That's what it's all. That's what it's all there for. The shoulder season is just there. So you can keep a club in your hands, keep connected to the game. Cause you know, it's going to be a long winter and you're going to be itching to play by the time like, March 26th rolls around and you just got another nor'easter and there's two feet of snow on the ground and you're shoveling the driveway. Right. This was this cam. This was really just a setup for Nick to be 
outraged at the fact that I would suggest that anything other than summer is not the best. Joe's like, I, I love spring golf. I, I love it. Hitting a perfect drive in the middle of the fairway that buries two feet into the ground. And I'll never see that ball again. And I'm sitting here lying three now. Uh, all right. It is time what for our standing water. Mad the golfer golf of the week. Down I might there. be the mad golfer right now. <laughs> I love playing out of bunkers with two feet of standing water in them. Joe, just that spring the golf. Can't get enough. <laughs> Well, Max Golfer of the Week is brought to you by T-Box Coffee, a roast-to-order coffee brand in the heart of Southern California, packaged for the golfer who could shoot 68. One twelve at every score in between. Use promo code TURN15 at checkout. Our Mad Golfer of the Week left a review for Persimmon Country Club in Gresham, Oregon. This is from Tatum Hillier. Quote, it was my birthday, and I went out to dinner with some friends. I've never liked the food at all, but my friends all liked it. It was the worst food I've ever eaten. So I got the spaghetti and meatballs with garlic bread. I also got my complimentary dessert. The bread was burned and had no garlic. The noodles were so bland, they could have been Danish. I'm going to pause right there. Do you guys understand what that Wait, means? Are Danish no. noodles bland? It yeah, I don't like get a, that one. Sounds like a total burn, but I, I, it's completely over my head. <laughs> Just a shot at the Danish. All right, going back to Tatum. <laughs> I had to put lots of salt and butter just for it to register on my taste buds. The chocolate cake was the worst of them all, and I never hate anything chocolate, period. So this had to be incredibly nasty. The cake was completely soggy, and the frosting tasted like it had been expired for years. The only thing that was relatively good was the vanilla ice cream. I've eaten lots of things at this restaurant, and I never liked any of them. If you like food, steer clear of this place. I recommend never coming here. Um, is there is there a golfer? <laughs> yeah, there a golfer? Tatum Hillier is eating dinner at Persimmon Country Club, Nick. Mm. Look, the restaurant is he an is important mad. aspect of the golf experience. And Tatum did not like the chocolate cake. And as you know, Tatum loves anything chocolate, period. So it had to yeah. be incredibly nasty. The 19th hole did not pass the test. Let's put it that way. That is your Mad Golfer of the Week. Oh, Nick, I actually talked to multiple people, multiple people this weekend trying to get you a theme song for... Did we do it? Nick Rules! Theme song pending, brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20 at checkout. All right, today we're talking about loose impediments and movable obstructions. Okay. Mm-hmm. It goes with fall golf. Hit your ball a little bit offline. There's leaves all over the place. Pine needles, perhaps. Who knows what else? Can you move them? Can you not? Loose impediments. Move them. It's all good. Uh, movable obstructions. Obviously, they're movable. Move them. They're all good. Uh, loose impediments and movable obstructions can be moved anywhere on the golf course, including bunkers and penalty areas. It's fine. You're inside the red stake. Loose impediment. Move it. Even when your ball also lies in the bunker or penalty area, if your ball moves when moving a movable obstruction, there is no penalty. Just replace the ball. Is that However, right? That's if it's a movable instruction. Yes, your ball moves. Just just simply replace it. However, be careful when moving loose impediments, because if that causes your ball to move, you will get a one-stroke penalty and must replace your ball. So. Hmm. The long and the short of it, if your ball is in some leaves, you're moving the leaves around your ball so you can make clean contact. You you get a little bit a little bit handsy with that one leaf that's like a little bit under your ball. Your ball moves. That's a penalty. That's a stroke right there, Joe. 
Wow. I always err on the side of caution. I'm I'm so worried about the ball moving that I I tend to not move stuff if it's even in with like the vicinity of the ball. I'm talking like a leaf, a pine cone. I'll probably try to move, but like a leaf or a twig. What about you, Cam? Are you are you cl- picking it up and wiping it off with a towel? What are you doing? Yeah, I had one of those situations actually recently where we did a very high intense bachelor party weekend team scramble event and. It came down to the final hole, and it was my ball uh, sort of in this ditch area, and I really wanted to move something. I decided not to do it because I got a little scared that maybe the leaf extended a little too long underneath that Yeah, you can't see underneath it. Exactly. Yeah, you don't know. So, yeah, I usually err on the side of caution. I'm pretty conservative when it comes to that. That It's so crazy, too, because, like, we're we're crazy – golf nerds and we're like we got to move all these leaves and the little pine needles it's like is it really going to make an impact on on your shot at this level like i i cannot imagine i've i've lost or gained any strokes in my entire golf career from moving or not moving leaves and pine needles around my golf ball. yeah let's crunch the numbers on that huh probably not much of a difference strokes, <laughs> strokes gained moving pine needles exactly <laughs> cam you've been incredibly generous with your time We just have one more task for you, and that is Turn 10, brought to you by Piper Golf. Use promo code TURN10 at checkout for incredible savings on a variety of golf balls for every skill level. Bucket hats, visors, they're on there. Nick, I'm getting close to purchasing my first visor. I'm getting – Cam, I'm trying to become a visor guy for the next five years. Phil Mickelson, Ian Poulter-esque. Who else has visors? Boy, Joe, that's a bad. You're gonna get a, you're gonna invite to the live tour here in a second. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get a call from old Greg Norman at some point. <laughs> okay, so Cam, ten questions, rapid fire. Add some color if you want, but this is how we're gonna close up shop. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. Number one, Jack or Arnold? Jack. Number two, hole in one or lowest round ever? Lowest round ever, because that's a complete story. A hole-in-one can get lucky and fluky. I love it. Favorite course in your area? Nostalgic standpoint, Nashua Country Club. I'm from Nashua, New Hampshire. Grew up at that country club. Beautiful golf course, always in great conditions. Been to a couple weddings there. Great memories. Put someone on blast. Least favorite golf course in your area? (laughs) Uh, It's called Buck Meadow. I don't even know if it's still in business. It's like eight bucks to play, so you get what you pay for, but it is disgusting. It's a tough experience. I love it already. All right, number five, what's the most you've ever paid for a round of golf? Uh, 110. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Very reasonable. Favorite club in your bag? I love my five wood. Hitting a nice little stinger with that is pretty reliable for me. The three wood is a tougher one, but I like the five wood. Cam, what's the most important putt you've ever made? Most important putt I've ever made. I would say a 34 footer for an 80 even score. My best score ever. Never broken 80, but I got an 80 with that 34 footer. Awesome. Fade or draw? I love hitting a draw because it looks so much better and you get more distance with it, but I can't hit it. So I always fade it. I'm a cutter by nature. I love it. Okay, number nine. Are breakfast balls ever okay? 
No, I think it's the silliest thing. If we are playing in competition, I'm going USGA on your ass, all right? We're playing by the rules. If you hit a ball, you can't find it, you're going back to re-T. I don't care if we hold up another group. I completely agree. That's fantastic. Last one. How early should someone arrive to the course before their tee time? I would say customary. It depends, all right? Because is there a range or not? If there is a range, I think in theory you should get there 40 minutes ahead of time and hit some balls. If there isn't a range, I think 20 minutes is reasonable because there isn't much to do aside from check-in, maybe hit a couple of putts. That is Turn 10. Use promo code TURN10 at checkout at Piper Golf. Cam, what are your plugs? Point the people. Hey, guys, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on. It's great to have you guys on board here on the network. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99. You can keep track of all my golf betting appearances, TV, radio. Of course, my show, of course, Lock It In with Cam Rogers. That airs every Thursday night, by the way, on Sports Map Radio. Check that out if you want to listen to the radio version. Of course, you can get the show wherever you get podcasts. I love it. Cam, thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks, Cam. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.